Welcome, everybody. Eat, drink, smoke, where we eat the fine food, we drink the fine bourbon, we folk, folk, we smoke the fine cigars. Much better. This Thanksgiving hangover stuff is real, and I think everybody is feeling it. April, especially. April had herself a a, a rough, rough weekend uh, with turkey and uh, and wild then, and then of course Thanksgiving food. Uh, we'll get into that in just a little bit. We start as we often do with the bourbon. That's April. D. Gregory, by the way. I think she just roared at you. That's Fingers <laughs> Malloy as well. Uh, the bourbon. We, it, honestly, can we just start? I have picked a palate cleanser for today. I have picked a palate cleanser of a bourbon because it is not going to overwhelm anybody. It's not going to be too much for anybody. I'm not asking anybody to go far out of a comfort zone. I'm asking them to feel good. This is Four Roses. The Four Roses small batch out of Kentucky. Right, that's what we're dealing with here. This is a 90 proof, 45% alcohol uh, by volume. This is a bottle that will cost you, uh, this is the small batch, 30 bucks, 40 bucks, but you're gonna be like, okay, this is gonna be all right. We're not, we're not, I'm not trying to break the bank here. I'm not trying to get anybody to, to go out of any level of, you know, we, we've been through hell this Thanksgiving. I don't know what happened with you, but April is telling stories, Fingers is telling stories, I have stories. It, it was not, it did not match. The expectation level, uh, April D. Gregory, did not my Thanksgiving. Did your Thanksgiving? No, it didn't. My child was insisting on making an apple pie all week. She was obsessed with making an apple pie. So I get all the ingredients, bake the apple pie, and should not eat a single bite. That is not even... So I had to eat the whole pie myself. All the the ingredients of an apple pie uh, include... uh, uh, Fingers Malloy, work with me here. Uh, They include apples and and, and, and a crust. And love. (laughs) No, you got to make the crust from scratch. I didn't buy a crust. No? You made it from scratch? Yes. What'd you make it with? Shortening and... Mom's little baby love shortening. Almond shortening. flour. Um, oh, you hippie. This was gluten-free, wasn't it? It was. Oh, oh you're the it was saddest. Good. Filthy saddest. hippie. It's still good. It's the worst. Uh, and we'll get into Fingers Malloy's first, uh, Thanksgiving as well. But first, let's talk about let's talk about this bourbon, this glorious, glorious bourbon, because it is wonderful. Now, we do it neat. And then we've got a side rock, except my side rock is totally melted. Uh, so I'm going to have to figure this, this out right here. Went with actually a side chip because we find that the rock is sometimes just overpowering for the, for the bourbon pour that, that we're doing. It really does uh, depend. Uh, this is the Four Roses, this is the small batch uh, we're doing here. So it's a very mellow. You're going to get plenty of, uh, of fruit and, and sweet oak on the nose. Um, it's going to have a touch of spice. Uh, on, on the palate, but it is not going to finish rough. The whole purpose of this is not to finish rough. I'm, I'm reaching in. I'm getting myself a cube right so here. So should I put the eyes. ice in first or second? No, well, the first you should try it. First okay. you should just try it, right? Neat, and see how it is. Give it, give it a, give it a sniff. Give it a whirl. Give it, a, give it an everything, and and make sure that you're okay with it, which I am. I mean, it's. it's I got to admit, even the nose is a little bit tough there. When they talk about, you know, hints of sweet oak, they're lying right there. But the, but the caramel is there. Is it caramel or is it caramel? Is it, is it caramel? Is it I don't caramel? know. I don't even know. It's spelled caramel, right? Right. On the south side, we call it caramel. Uh, on the south side of what? <laughs> the mean streets. Oh, okay. All right. So let's, let's take a sip. Let me, let me see what happens to you two when you take a sip here and, and see how, how or there it goes. And it's down and it's in. And April's doing the Kentucky Chew. Uh, which she has uh, trademarked, mm-hmm. all rights reserved. Um, you, you haven't been chewed until you've been, you know, Kentucky chewed with April D. Gregory. That's going to be a new podcast coming out. Where are we on this, April? Strong. Strong? Yeah. 
fingers. There's a, there's a bunch of things happening in my mouth right now. There's Very a nice intense. little rubbing alcohol uh, aftertaste Ooh. to this. Oh, you're both nuts. Are you really? My mouth is numb. Are you kidding? You're coughing, and I'm, I'm nuts. laughing at you. I'm laughing at you. Hold on, pour it over the ice. Pour it over the ice. Get back to me. But my ice is water. Well, take that out and and throw an ice cube in and God, and, and learn how to be resourceful. So glad you figured that out for me. Okay. Yeah, Mike. See, this is just this is what's happening. There is. I, I've done this show with you guys now for 100,000 years. <laughs> and we have known each other for 200,000 years and multiple lifetimes. Um, everybody seems a touch ornery. And I'm telling you that this Thanksgiving did not live up to expectations. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a touch pissed. But the food looked good that you had. Oh, you, the you food had was the, amazing. Did you like pre- Prep, like you planned the eggplant parmesan, like oh, you yeah. did a trial run through. What do you trial run through? We, because we you made it, you made it like on Monday we or something. Yeah, and then you and just then make you, it. Yeah, you make it, and you just let it sit. It's gonna famish. It's mm. gonna come all together. Of course, it's gonna what? Famish. That's 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 Yiddish for famish. It's just gonna come together. It's gonna kind of blend into itself, and then you and then you bake it off, and you and you're golden, and you're super happy. No, it was good. The sweet potato. Uh, casserole was was good. the The stuffing was 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 it wasn't good. It was great. It was, the stuffing was great. The mashed potatoes, because so, you can't have enough carbs, were, were were terrific. And oddly enough, for all I've talked about wanting, you know, we do a roast. We made that after the fact. We did a turkey. It turns out I, I, I was shocked, and we brined it. I've never brined a, a turkey. Four dollar turkey in my. It was. It, I think it was six dollars and thirty nine cents. You know nothing about turkey prices. By the way, nothing has created more of a fight amongst the people on this show and who and who listen than how much it should cost to do a Thanksgiving meal. And but everybody pe- listens agrees with me. People do side with you. It's going to cost more than than Fingers Malloy fifty two dollars and eighty four cents. Well, when you do when you spend four. nineteen dollars to make a freaking apple no, pie. No, no, oh no, no, no. She didn't spend nineteen dollars to make an apple pie. Let's take a step back. She made for her daughter because she spoils her daughter and ruins her for all other future dating possibilities. There will be no man She's who will three. ever be able to possibly care for her she daughter. She literally helped with, me with bake letter, it with a level of 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 doting. That's going on. The point was for her to help me make it, and she would and get I all want, the ingredients. So, so it, it had so to be gluten free. So this chick knows how to cook. It had to be gluten free, right? Yes. And you and got all free. these and dairy. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Had to be gluten free and dairy free. Uh, why don't you tell everybody? Why don't Why don't you uh, there, uh, April D. Gregory? Why don't you tell everybody how much it is you spent on an apple pie? Now, before anything, before anything, how big was said apple pie? If you're going to talk, it was big. The regular. Big oh, is that, is that, is that a unit smaller. of measure where you hold out your hands in a podcast I'm and not, hope people understand It was understand 9.5 you? inch round apple pie. So it was pie. a 9.5 inch round, right? So that's a standard Stuffed full pie. Size. It had a crap ton of apples. Yeah. Uh, no butter, right? Because dairy free. It had ghee. Oh, it had ghee. Yeah. So that's, that's still, not, it's still not butter. Um, it's butter. It's, good. It's, so my question to you is you made a 9.5 inch apple pie. Did it have any kind of gold dusting on top? No. Fingers, don't shake your head. This is happening in real time. Do you know how much she spent, by the way, Fingers? Did she tell you? I think she's financing it over 30 years. That's right. <laughs> That's right. The APR in this apple pie is right. Go ahead. I got a good interest rate. April, tell everybody how, tell everybody how much you spent on the, okay. on the apple pie. Keep in mind, the only thing that is not going to be used again is the apples. So all these ingredients I will use again to make other things. Oh, wait. Did you just have to caveat the pricing out of your pie? Yes. Okay. Go on. Go on. Tell, it was tell everyone. $44. It was $44, Fingers Malloy. 
your daughter would have been just as happy with an easy bake oven cake than that apple pie. No. $44. She, and she didn't eat a single bite. 44 Yeah. I've that, eaten the whole that's thing. That's why I said... Best of luck, future guys of America but who go on it. that date. What's better? You want a chick that will make a pie for you or a chick that's going to eat your whole pie like I did? Well, selling yourself, I see. She made the whole thing. Marketing. <laughs> the April D. Gregory. $44 is obscene, April. It's obscene. Mm, it's so good. Now, take another, take another sip of your, of your uh, bourbon there. This is the four roses that we're doing here. I'm sorry. It's good. It is. It's better now that the ice cube is it melted. Always, it always is. There is something, and, and maybe it's, 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 it's being an amateur, right? Maybe it, it, it's just that simple. But there is something to, to that chilling of it. Uh, it uh, may, maybe it's a little bit of water because of the melting that mm-hmm. kind of opens it up a touch and mellows it out. But I find that it's the chill. It, it, the, on the room temperature, it's very often, very often uh, too, too harsh. Um, this, I, I think, is a very simple, easy bourbon. I think that you could serve this anywhere to anyone and not overwhelm them. Uh, but uh, there's no doubt that you need the cube. You need the cube. Otherwise, I, I don't know what a, what, a, what a bourbon aficionado would tell me about why somehow it's better to not. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's just like a wine needs to open up. A scotch, not necessarily a cube with a scotch, as much as I have found a few drops of water. Right. I mean, literally, eyedropper of water. Well, it's it's remarkable how much fragrance and and how much body really develops when so you. So did when you, you used to carry around an eyedropper with no, you? No, for no, when but, you but, drink but, there, but there are places where it, it'll they have them because oh. they understand that that's important. No, I don't carry around <laughs> with me. I, I I do have a medical kit for you know those, those moments of fun. Oh, uh, but I, I I don't I don't carry around my own eyedropper. Well, I do, and it's filled with Crystal Pepsi. Right, it nice. Opens the bourbon right up. Uh, there was that one bourbon we did, the Blantons, where we agreed that we did not want the cube after we already had the cube in it. Right. Okay. But that's the only one mm-hmm. we've done, I think, that we decided no cube. I just threw another one in here. I think that's good, man. I, th- I, think, that, I think that's quite all right. Now, it is not as sweet as, for example, the Long Branch, which we often uh, go back to. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's as full-bodied as the E.H. Taylor uh, that, that, that we did. Um but I'm okay. I'm okay. This is a very this is a very simple. Maybe the, one of the simplest bourbons we've done, right? But I do believe I do believe that the ice cube opens it up. I, I think that maybe you're right that this weekend has been uh, a long one, and maybe it's affecting my judgment. Uh, there was a lot of alcohol consumed this weekend. Was yes. there? Oh yeah. See, no, I so. didn't. I didn't have a lot of alcohol. The bourbon. I actually. I mean, what what did we have in the house? It was. Um, oh wait. Oh my God! I can't. It wasn't Old Forester. It was something very, very simple, very, very everyday. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't Maker's Mark. I can't. I cannot remember for the life of me. I can't remember the bourbon that. I, maybe I did more drinking than I thought. Well, <laughs> maybe, I told maybe your Facebook happen. fans that you had the Maker's Mark Private Select. So you should just tell them that that's what you did have. No, I'm not going to lie to people. <laughs> if, it, if it didn't, get, that was the plan. If it didn't get open, it didn't get open. Zima Gold. Um, was there no. any Zima Gold? Speaking of things that got open, so Monica Lewinsky is in the news. Oh, <laughs> oh my nice. gosh! Nice what? Segue. Damn! Nice what? segue. What? What? I'm a professional, people. That's what, kind of what I do. <laughs> Did you just spit out your water? That's that's fantastic. So there is a st- Monica Lewinsky has this special 
Uh, that's on A&E, The Clinton Affair. It's a docuseries. And no, I didn't watch it. I'm not watching any part of it. I could, I, I could care less about Monica and her life. She made her choices, and that's all there is to it. What I have always said is there is no doubt that Bill Clinton, the former president of the United States, took advantage of this girl. He took advantage of the power. He took advantage mm-hmm. of the prestige. And he should be held to a, a level of guilt for that. What he did was gross. He didn't even have the common decency, April D. Gregory, to go find a hooker. Right. No, he went with the intern in, in the White House, which is, which is totally disgusting. It, you know, I, I feel that way about David Letterman. And I get why comics love him, adore him, revere him. He gave people careers. Ray Romano doesn't have a career without, uh, without David Letterman. And, and, I can, and I can respect that. But David Letterman decided to have an affair with a, with a, with a page, basically an intern. He's in New York. He could have anybody he wants hand delivered, <laughs> and he and he didn't do it. I and I have never. No, it's like Uber Eats. Is uh, that what you're saying? They call um, Hooker Eats. When when <laughs> when, when you're Hooker Uber. When you're David Uber Letterman. You, you know what they call Hooker Uber? Uber. Uh, so <laughs> how, how else do you think they get around? And by the way, anybody who's ever considering mass transit or putting mass transit in any city, Uber is all you need. Stop it. I was out last night, and the amount of people showing up to this bar. Uh, via Uber. Nobody wants a subway. Nobody wants a high-speed bus. Nobody wants that garbage trash nonsense. They you got want... bird scooters and Uber. You don't need a bus. Yeah, right, the bird scooter for the last mile. Especially not this bus. It's not even a high-speed bus. Uh, but it depends on where you are. You're talking about the one in Indianapolis, yeah. which is going to be just absolute trash. But let's get back. Speaking of absolute trash, so Monica Lewinsky has the special. Oh, really? Double oh, really? Monica Lewinsky's trash? Uh, are, you, are you going there? Don't victim shame. I'm not victim is, shaming. I'm, I'm calling her trash. <laughs> She's trash. She did End of it. list. I, 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 would you I not have done it? No, I would not have done it. <laughs> if you were a 20-year-old girl. Oh, in that case, no. <laughs> if no. you're a 22-year-old uh, intern. The president. We're talking and, about the and president. And President Nikki Haley says, hey, Pally, come uh-huh. over here. Let's spend mm-hmm. some time together. Mm-hmm. Oh, President Nikki Haley? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So here's the difference. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and, and allow me. I don't then discuss myself as a victim. Fair right? There's it, no right. doubt that I often see Monica Lewinsky as a victim, which is a weird thing to do because I also don't want to hear from her. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear her stories. I don't want to hear her tale of woe. I don't want to hear what this did to her. She invited this upon herself. However... I still say Bill Clinton is guilty because he is the one who made this happen and he should never have done such a thing. Correct. And the thing that most uh, insults me is that he did it on my dime. I don't care what he does when he's not president. It means absolutely nothing to me. It's like when people talk about Trump and, 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 and what's her name, Stormy, whatever. Uh, I don't care. I don't care what they did. I don't care what he's done. It means zero to me. If it's an issue for him and his wife, it's an issue for him and his wife. I don't need to, I don't need to be told about it. I just don't care. If you do it while you're in the White House, then I care. Then to hell with you. To hell with you and the horse you rode in on. You, know, you work for me. Just work. Mm-hmm. That's all you're there to do. You have somebody who makes you lunch every day. That's the perk. Now just go do. Stop trying to get quickies in the side office. Be a man. Do it right in the oval. Right in the oval in the middle of the seal. Then you'll impress me. You're going into the side office and so no one sees you? You pathetic coward. Back to Monica Lewinsky. I have real <laughs> thoughts about this. I have real thoughts uh, about this. She is saying as part of this docuseries, that she believes Bill Clinton said to her that she could avoid being deposed while this was all happening in regards to Paula Jones. She could be a, avoid being deposed if she denied the affair in the affidavit. 
So what she says is, is that Bill said he didn't know if 100% I would be uh, uh, subpoenaed. I could probably sign an affidavit to get out of it. Now, she did get subpoenaed. But the argument she's making is Bill Clinton told her to lie. That's the argument she's making. Now, I'm no expert at the whole case. I'm no expert of Kenneth Starr or anything else regarding this case. Would this have been good information to know 20-some-odd years ago about what kind of guy Bill Clinton was, encouraging, first taking advantage of 20-year-old girls, and then encouraging them to lie under oath? Don't you think that would have been very, very worthwhile to know? It would have been very nice to have this media landscape today that we see uh, going after Trump, calling Trump a liar every day. It's easy to forget just how masterful of a liar Bill Clinton was. I mean, going back to the campaign, we're talking about worst economy in 50 years and, and uh, you know, on through the, the whole Monica Lewinsky affair. Uh, to me, when, when Trump continues to call the media uh, the enemy the enemy uh, of the people. And the enemy, enemy of the, of the people. Uh, you know, I don't want to go that far, but certainly the, the media hasn't been a friend of the state. Uh, it, well, it's been a friend of the state if you're a Democrat. True. Uh, but it, it, it is, it's amazing to me that there were n- this did not get out at all back when it needed to get out. And we're just, we're just hearing about this now. And, so, and, and my point is that maybe it didn't somehow I missed it. Right, somehow I missed it, but the fact that it's making news right now tells me, nah, nah, it wasn't. Well, it the, also the, the case. It wasn't a twenty-four hour news cycle back then. You know, now with Twitter, everything. It's been twenty years, April. It's been twenty years. Why isn't it out now? Right, Why is it no, just out right, now? because no journalist dug it up. Right, like, did they figure? Did she not talk about it back then? Did she not tell anybody? Did or did they not report it because they, right. the the press is this wholly incurious beast? In that is desperate to to defend uh, the Clintons at all costs. I don't know if they are as much now, but now it's too late. I now don't they care don't care if they pile on. Yeah. If, if, if CNN, if, if, if all of a sudden Don Lemon gets holier than thou, screw Don Lemon. It, it's, it's too late. If, if all of a sudden Rachel Maddow's got something to, 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 to say and add to it, I don't care. To hell with Rachel Maddow. It's too late now. If Martha Raddatz or if Andrea Mitchell, there's the one. Andrea Mitchell's now going to sit on a high horse. To hell with Andrea Mitchell. It is, it is too late. Should any of us care that this happened at all and in any way? Of course. The other thing I find interesting about the story, too, is how the FBI was handling this investigation. It, it seemed not nearly as politicized. It, it seemed more like they were trying to get to the truth where, you know, today, just recently, look at how Hillary Clinton was investigated over emails. Did they have the same uh, investigate? Uh, were they as curious about what was going on with Clinton's emails, Hillary, as Bill Clinton's extramarital affair? And, and the answer is no. Right. They, they didn't go after the Hillary Clinton people the way that they went after Monica Lewinsky. They, they threatened Monica Lewinsky, and they threatened her mother as well, that they would go after her hard if, they, if she didn't testify. Does it, is, it, is it still a political football? Like, are, do you think there are people out there who still somehow and in some way are saying, you know, we're, we, don't, we don't need to talk about this because it's the Clintons, and therefore it's, it, it, it shouldn't be discussed? Because the, the, the one thing I do like about the Me Too movement, and, and I'm not anti-Me Too movement, I'm anti-corruption of a conversation of value, mm-hmm. right? So if, if someone in power, male or female, is using their power to coerce others uh, using fear and intimidation, I'm not in favor of that. 
Now, if two people involve engage in contract, I'm I'm fine with that. But but fear and intimidation and 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 uh, pressure for for sex and things like that. No, I'm not in favor of that. So I'm fine with this conversation happening. I'm not fine with the politicizing of it, where we decide some things are me too and some things are ah, it's something else. Right. Keith Ellison should never been elected the attorney general of, of Minnesota. It's really and truly gross. So my question is, do people well? I don't care about Monica Lewinsky. I don't want to see her name when she went into that whole business where she had purses. Do you remember she had she had a, she had a purse business for a while? I couldn't give two craps. No one cares about your purses. No one cares. No one cares. Uh, but but does when we talk about Bill Clinton and that legacy, does it change? Do people now start really pushing on it? Does it does it have an effect or or is it still this? This political thing of, oh, he's a Democrat, and the Democrats are going to give him the pass, and the media apparatus is going to give him a pass. I think it was shocking just how few people, millennials in particular, didn't even know some of the stuff that went on during the Clinton administration. Had to Google it to even to right. even find out. Uh, look, I think that a, a lot of people, especially in the mainstream media and the left, they just want to move on and say, okay, that's that was in the past. But it's striking to me, you, you've seen people in the Me Too movement, prominent members of the Me Too movement, who not too long ago would, would come out and say that Bill Clinton was a, a political hero of theirs. You've you got to point out the hypocrisy there. Yeah. Well, I, I, I just don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they will. I mean, we, we've heard like, like rumblings of it, but I don't know in the end if, if, if you're going to... If it's really going to change. Are they going to eulogize him and bury him like they did John McCain? Bill Clinton. I mean, is that what we're going to get? Yes. They're going to canonize him, just like they did John McCain right when he died. Um, no, they're certainly not going to go after him like they are doing to Trump. It won't be on that scale. They're they're not going to keep this story alive any longer than... What, what it'll I, be up to her to keep this story alive and keep it going. What, what I find disgusting about stories like this is it will be reported for a couple of days, and then the mainstream media will move on and then if you bring it up and say well geez you're not re- treating him like you would a republican they'll be like oh that's old news we need to move on that's old we, we, we've covered that story okay yeah you covered it about a tenth you would if it were a republican so that's that's always the thing oh, oh we covered that look here here are the links okay but or you even th- look how much they covered say bill cosby you know who was a huge favorites of everybody right right and right here at the 80 some years old they basically felt okay destroying him for which is fair i'm not saying that's not fair but yeah what he did is beyond ugly right i mean that's that's rape. i mean that's that's insane you're drugging people and you're doing and 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 it's a lot in this long history of it it's just ugly as can be but i just everything we say about bill clinton is true it's just i cannot get myself to feel for monica Lewinsky at all when she cries on tv I ask, and, I, and I, I mean it with all sincerity, what else is on? Right? I just, I don't, I can't bring myself to give a damn about this one. Right. I mean, she's getting paid to do those interviews, so that's why she's doing them, right? She needs the money, but. Is that why she's doing it? Sure. Oh, I, I, I always have flashbacks when, when something like this comes up to when Christopher Hitchens wrote that book, No One Left to Lie To. And you can see the old YouTube clips on, uh, you, you know, him being interviewed by Charlie Rose. And ah. if, if you, yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's that's a whole other story. Yeah. Was he wearing but, pants? <laughs> but uh, if you watch the interview, 
Charlie Rose is saying to Christopher Hitchens, and of course it's a it's a it's a really good book, and it and it it goes over going back years to his his time in, as a politician in Arkansas, the accusations of rape, and and the things that these women allege that he did. Bill Clinton's not Charlie Rose, <laughs> not not Christopher Hitchens, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not Christopher Hitchens. Christopher Hitchens wrote the book, and Charlie Rose. It was just it was typical of the mainstream media. They're like, okay, aren't you? Aren't you going a little overboard on this? Aren't you taking this a little too far? And I thought myself, watching this, if this were a Republican, there, there, Charlie Rose would be with his pom poms cheering this on. Um, so th- that was going on, t- you know, back in t- 1999. Uh, fast forward now, maybe you'll see some uh, people re-examining the Clinton record. But Tony, I think that. That, that April's right that it's just going to be oh he was a great president he was a the, part of the, the you know the, the new Democrats that that uh, identified with the American people I, I just don't see it them burying him I didn't know the American people were uh, very interested in molesting their interns who knew who knew uh, April D. Gregory Fingers Malloy Tony Katz this is Eat Drink Smoke Eat, drink, smoke. Tony Katz, April D. Gregory, Fingers Malloy, Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana. Blendbarcigar.com uh, is where you find them. Uh, great place for the Christmas gifts, uh, by the way. Blend Bar, a cigar, four locations uh, across uh, the country Indianapolis, Nashville, Houston, and Pittsburgh. Go online. It's easy to do. We uh, love the hospitality and love them. We're doing the Four Roses uh, uh, small batch uh, bourbon. You, uh, Fingers Malloy, have gone to many cubes. You have gone to an, uh, many. It's actually we're not we're not big rock. We're we're ice chipping, on, on on this one. Do you feel it better? Yes. This one should probably have the big rock, right? You think wrong call with the. We normally do the big rock, and then today we and switched. I did and I said no big rock today. No big rock. I did no big rock today. Look Chicks at you. like big rocks, don't you know this? Hey, hey, hey! It's a family show. Was um, uh, I, diamonds. I, I, we're we're gonna keep uh, drinking. We get to the cigar. In a, a little bit here. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast uh, on, on iTunes. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's weird. You can't do breaking news in, in a podcast. Can't be done. Uh, except, like, as we're doing this, there is madness going on on the border. So this, of, of course, the border's been a big issue. It's been a big discussion. There's been the conversation of the caravan. And they're coming and there's a second caravan and thousands of people. And then it was 14,000 people. And then it was like 6,000 people. And then you don't know who it is. And the people of, of Tijuana don't want them there. And they've been protesting. And then there was a conversation that the United States has worked out a deal with Mexico. Where Mexico wouldn't let them into the United States until they were officially granted asylum. Which is what President Trump wanted after what he originally wanted got stopped by a judge in D.C. Well, Mexico has now said, whoa, whoa, we didn't make that deal. That's, that's not what we meant to say, or that's not what we did, or what have you. They reneged? Reneged. Reneged. As they say, neg. 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 Oh. Like reneged. Reneg. Right. Re- like like uh, short for renegotiated. Like reneged. Oh. It's like reneged Reese's. Deal. No, it's Reese's. Please, get, Reese's. It, get it straight. So now what's happened is that there have been people who are part of this caravan uh, who are... are they're coming to the country illegally. I mean, regardless of where, where you are on, on the subject, that's what they're doing. Uh, and so now, according to like every source that's out there, but I haven't seen it, you know, as as hard edge news sources. Uh, Trump has, has shut down the border. Like, I don't know if that's going to be the case like an hour from now. So I don't want to. Did he tweet it? No, no. <laughs> you know what? Wait a second. 
I didn't, I didn't even check his, his Twitter. Let me check POTUS Twitter. Oh, uh, are you going to do that? I got it right here. You got it right there? Do you know if, if he tweeted that out? Blah, 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 blah. He's talking about Europe. Which, oh my gosh, the French are riding over a gasoline tax. 30,000 of them took to the streets, right? Uh, and, and there was tear gas and rubber bullets. And, oh, Macron, uh, Macron who's the president of France, is, is in a dumpster fire of a situation. The people of France can't stand him at all. You know, it's a stop, stop voting for the most left-leaning characters and maybe everything will be okay. I mean, it, seriously, Europe is, is and, and my fear is they go too far the other way. I'm, I listen, I understand what Trump is saying about nationalism and I understand that his definition is not what the classic definition of nationalism is, but I am not a fan of nationalism. Uh, I do, I, you, there's nothing wrong with loving your country. Nationalism is a totally different thing based on history so i am not uh in in favor of it but there's this push across europe you saw angela merkel the chancellor of germany she's losing her gig she's like okay i can't keep this party together i can't keep this coalition together we're done macron's gonna lose it's gonna be some very interesting th- times and look to hungry by the way uh victor uh, victor orban uh I think I'm pronouncing his, his last name right. What happens in Hungary is going to be kind of fascinating. That's there. That's that's the geopolitics. Hold on. Let me just drink a little more bourbon. Good just, God. Just a little. Mm. Nobody needs to are you read impressed? anything else the rest of the week. Are, are you, I, mean, I, I mean, literally, the crazy ass world is on fire. There is so much, insa- so much insanity. And yet at my Thanksgiving table, we didn't talk about anything. Literally no politics got discussed at my Thanksgiving table. This is what's going on. And there was not a word. Total radio silence on anything that might possibly uh, make somebody feel a little bit of passion about anything. Well, would, would it not have been okay to talk something geopolitical like this? Or what, were people there I think mixed it persuasions? Been fine. I mean, uh, we weren't talking about you weren't talking about Trump, but okay, that's one thing. But talking about what's going on in Europe, I, that should be okay it, for dude. The whole thing should have been fine. Yet somehow, I, I nope, nope. Every every time I try and have a conversation, this, that, the other, total, total resistance. I'm doing Thanksgiving by myself from now on. That's at a that's, restaurant. That's all. I might, I I might honestly fuck with a child for everybody. You know what? It's oh on me. J- just uh, come I'll be there. Us. Um. The one thing that's interesting in this whole caravan conversation is that I think people are surprised by, by President Trump on this issue. Like, isn't this what he always said he was going to do? It's not even whether you agree or disagree with the guy. Why in the world is there any level of surprise? He told you this from day one. You knew this was coming. So what, what, are, you, what are you playing like... like uh, you know, young, frightened ingenue with me. Like, uh, oh, my goodness, I can't believe he would shut down the border. Damn, of course, he said it. Well, I think that the surprise comes from there has been so much empty rhetoric over the years from both parties regarding border security, immigration. But now you have a situation, you've got 1,500 people uh, rioting in Mexico. That's a lot of angry women and children, Tony. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, all right. So, so wait, hold on. Before, before anything... Your, your point is so ridiculously well taken on that. We should be clear. If we're going to be honest about what we're seeing here, <laughs> the caravan is not women and children who are looking for a better life while they are running away from really awful conditions in Honduras and, 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 and Guatemala, which, which they are. 
you have got young men in their 20s, 30s, and 40s who are all in this caravan who can go about trying to fight for a better life in their country, and they are not. They are trying to just come to the United States, and these are the guys who are not eligible for asylum anyway. They're not eligible. So we should be very honest about so much of what, of what we're seeing. I mean, it it's just happens to be true. So, okay, that, that was part one. Let's go to part two, Fingers. Well, uh, there really wasn't a part two. That oh, was just me making a sarcastic <laughs> comment. No, no, but seriously, that's that's we cannot have an honest conversation about border security or immigration because the minute you point out, hey, you know, the, the media narrative is that this is a bunch of women and children, uh, you know, trying to get to the United States to make a better life. When you have 1,500 people rioting and clearly these are not women and children uh, throwing a fit. Uh, we, have you seen a three-year-old throw a fit? <laughs> well, okay. Over an apple pie. Uh, but no, you, you can't have an honest conversation because if you, if you point out that these are not all women and children, that there, there, there are some bad folks. Bill O'Reilly calls people folks. Uh, there are some bad <laughs> folks trying to get across the border. If you, if you say anything like that, well, you're a bigot. You're a racist. Uh, yeah, and so thank goodness that we do this because we're not going to have that. We're not going to you know, fall into that line of total insanity. Of course we're going to have the conversation. We're going to have the conversation like grownups do. There are people trying to get into the United States, and they're, they're, they're more than happy about not doing it legally. But it's, it's important. It's not them. It's not them. Whoever has organized this stuff is the one doing this. I know there's another caravan coming. Of course, this is about applying pressure and trying to make Trump look bad. I mean, it's, it's just so ridiculously obvious that people are, are, are very okay with playing with human lives this way. Mm-hmm. Totally fine with playing with human lives in this way. It's, it's obscene. Uh, but now, listen, so here's the, the, the report. I want to make sure uh, that, that I've got this uh, right here. And so what it says is that um, people were pushing past Mexican riot police and rushing the border at the port of entry at San Ysidro, uh, California. So what happened was, was that the police, the authorities there in San Ysidro, they shut down the whole thing. They shut down the roadway. So what would that be? I-5? Is, is that what that would be? That would be... I five down. You're a former California guy. I mean, I, 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 I mean, it could be it could be the eight down there in San Diego. Uh, it could be roads that I, I of course don't don't know about. But you you take a look at the pictures, and it's this row of police cars, in both directions. By the way, they shut like it down, wall. and they've shut down police the border. Cars? It's a it's a wall of police cars. Very good, April Gregory. You win the game. Um, and uh, it's and they're not allowing people in legally or illegally. No one's coming in right now. They've shut it. Down and Ma. and and the idea that that people are are, are offended or, or upset by this, this is exactly what Trump said he was going to do, and you have people who are rushing past M- Mexican riot police to get into the country. One of the things I've been saying on radio for 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 as long as this has been going on is there are people who want to say, "Oh, Tony, it's not an invasion. Don't be ridiculous." Okay, it's not an invasion. What is it? I mean, it's, it's, it's what is it? We, listen, it's not just people looking for a better life, although it's definitely some people looking for a better life. It's not all just people trying to escape the horrors and the rapes and the everything else going on in their countries, although there are those people who are, I'm sure, a part of it. But if it's not an invasion, what is it? I mean, only be, and, I, and I say that using the Constitution as my backup, Article 4, Section 4, that the United States, uh, the, the government will protect the states from invasion. So here you've got people rushing the border. What do you call that? An insurrection? A, a, a group of bad apples? 
What the bloody <laughs> hell are you supposed to call that thing? Well, you can't even point out the bad apples in the group. I mean, if you again, if you point the, out the bad apples in the group, you're 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 called a racist. Uh, look, you see the stories in t- you know towns in Long Island where MS-13 is completely taken over. Um, and there are people scared to leave their houses or send their kids to school because MS-13 has taken over the schools. You should at least be able to. If we were going to have an honest... MS-13 con- has taken over the schools in Long Island? In Long Island, there's a community. Our, our friend Cameron Gray was tweeting about it outside of uh, Washington, D.C. in the Burbs mm-hmm. there, where, where MS-13 has a stronghold in, in uh, middle school and high school uh, outside of Washington, D.C. I don't have the story in front of me, unfortunately. I know but but this, is, this is happening. And so when you have people saying, well, wait a second, I'm, I'm for legal immigration, but we got to have some sort of screening process when people are coming in that we aren't having a bunch of bad actors hopping over the border and joining MS-13. And this is a serious problem. But we can't have that honest conversation because, again, you're, you're labeled a bigot if you even point that out. Yeah, right. It's just all... But you're not a bigot if you point that out, April Gregory. You're not. You're not a bigot to point out reality, are you? Okay, here's what's happening. That doesn't make you a bigot. But that is, but Fingers is right. That's, that's the, the pushback you get. How do you push back? I mean, because you should. You shouldn't let people call you that. Right. I mean, how in the world does, does a conversation build if, if, that's, if that's what it is? Say something that some elitist decides, right? Somebody else decides is unacceptable. So instead of having a conversation, they call you bigot and that's it. You got to push back on that. Mm-hmm. Right. They can't, the left just can't be the louder voice. You know, they play the, well, I have the loudest voice, so I win, I'm right, you're the bigot. You know, same with if you voted for Trump, you're a racist. Because but, they tell you you're racist. No, I'm not. And I'm not going to let you tell me that I'm a racist, right? So it's but, not... But how much of it is, like, someone who is on the... the like, like we're, we, we're making it political, and, and there is a large extent to which it is political. But how much of it is actually the political, and how much of it is actually... Um, people have kind of built it in their head that if X, then Y. The Pavlovian response is, uh, oh, you don't want immigrants coming, therefore you're a bigot. No one's even talking about legal immigration. And yet, we we blur that line or, or... all right, so so media blurs that line all the time, right? They don't want to make the difference between legal and illegal immigration. Somehow it's all immigration, and if you oppose illegal immigration, you're opposed to those people, so ergo bigot, right? right. That, 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 that's what they do. But I'm, if, if we're going to be a country that constantly says that the people in the country uh, don't pay attention, aren't smart enough, right? You hear all those things, like, all the time. You know, country, oh, they're not really paying attention to politics. Well, how am I supposed to believe that it's, it's, it's a conversation of just politics when it's really culture and what has been allowed to seep in as the standard, which is to say, if you're opposed to X, you are Y. And it's that Pavlovian response as opposed to being able to have an actual conversation about it, which I'm going to do. I don't give a damn what name they call me. Bite me. What else? Well, what, what does it matter what name you call me? Here I am. I keep going at it. Well, in a lot of this, too, it's not a Republican versus Democrat thing. It's it's an elites versus what our friend Kurt Schlichter calls the militant normals conversation, because there are plenty of Republicans, especially uh, in Washington, D.C., and the, the, the right wingers that are part of the media elite that uh, really don't care about immigration. You know, we've argued for years that Republicans are fine with the illegals coming in because it provides cheap labor. Uh, my problem with the, the discussion is whenever you hear these elites talking about we need to have a national conversation about anything, 
but we'll, we'll, we'll use immigration. It's not really a national conversation they want. They want an, uh, a national monologue. They want a national lecture. They don't want a conversation because they want the other point of view shut down. Right. They don't want a back and forth. They just want their view to be the I view. See, I, no, I don't, I don't think that's, that's it. I don't think that they want their view to be heard. I think what they want to do is damage you until you go away for not agreeing with oh, them. Okay. And it's, it's worse than that. It's not that they only want their view to be heard. They want to destroy you for disagreeing with them. It is, it is this insane, visceral hate that goes on and constantly goes on. It's, we're past the point. I mean, the whole, comp, the whole point of discussing the immigration versus illegal immigration and how the two get kind of, kind of blended together purposefully is to prevent a conversation from happening at all. Therefore, they can, they can round it all up into if you don't allow these people to violently come into the country, if they're attacking riot police, it's violently, right? We can all agree on that. Well, then you're a bigot. So it's not about conversation at all. It is about hatred for people who dare disagree with them and destroying them in any way they possibly can, purposefully, willfully, wantonly, happily, joyfully destroying anybody who disagrees with them. And that's the, that's the ugly. And I argue that that's far more cultural in that way uh, than, than uh, political, right? Because um, we, what we've told people now is if, if you don't like uh, the, the caravan, you must be this, as opposed to, well, can we discuss what the caravan is? Can we discuss what's happening? Can we discuss who's coming? Can we discuss who they are? Can we do the, can we do the whole thing? And the answer is no, that takes up too much time. Uh, therefore, we'll, ju- we'll, just, we'll just call you bigots. Right, and then you shut up and you, and you stop fighting back or you stop talking back and they wear, they wear you out so much and you're right, like that's the point. And then people go vote for Donald Trump for president of the United States. Right. Yeah, but, they, but the, you, you take a look at the midterms. What, the Democrats are going to end up with 41 seats? I mean, it was a big day. It was a big day. Well, it, wasn't a, it wasn't the... They didn't get the blue wave conversation that they wanted, which I, I, I understand and I'm okay with. They got some governor's mansions, and they, got, uh, they, got, they did very, very well in, in, in the House, right? But they didn't get what they considered to be the prime ticket items, right? They didn't get Beto O'Rourke in Texas. They didn't get Andrew Gillum in Florida. They didn't get uh, Bill Nelson to stay in Florida. They didn't get Stacey Abrams in Georgia. They didn't get those big ticket items. Winning uh, Orange County, which is now all Democrat, which it was a Republican stronghold for forever there in California, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's smaller scale because they built up the other one, politics is expectations game, and they didn't meet expectations <laughs> at all. So my point is, is that people went the other way. They went away from Trump. In, in this election, I don't know what they're going to do in 2020. I'm not so sure how this is all going to fly, but I, I can make an assumption that those Democrats in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania that gave the election to Trump, uh, if they're going to watch this happening in the border, they may still give the election to Trump because maybe they hate the way he tweets, but, they, man, they got to do something about this. They know this ain't right. Because, by the way, this isn't right. No. I mean, we're, we're grown-ups. We, we can't even admit that this isn't right. This is nonsense what we're taking a look at here. I would like to examine some of these races one by one, too. If you look at the Texas race, uh, you know, Beto O'Rourke versus Ted Cruz, you know, it was a lot closer than people would want on the right. But I think you have to examine the candidates sometimes here, too. I, let, we can, a lot of people love Ted Cruz on the right, but it's also fair to say that he's not... 
he can sometimes not come across as the most likable chap. Are you saying that 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 uh, Ted Cruz is not warm and fuzzy? I mean, you could say that, couldn't you? I mean, he's not going across the stage on a skateboard. That's for sure. No, 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 no. He's not. You know, and 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 it's, of course, he's going to throw the basketball into the ring. April D. Gregory, yes, which he said during the Indiana primary, he talked about shooting a basketball into the ring as opposed to a hoop. <laughs> and this is Indiana, no respect, and that's just not going to work. Just not going to work. Came to Indiana and called it a ring and not a hoop. It was like, okay, we're done. We're done. Have a nice day. We're going to put you in the trunk. <laughs> that's how it's going to work. And gonna then we're going to give the nomination to Trump. Yeah. We're going to leave in the did. field and we're going to harvest the corn is basically how it went. I don't know what's going to go on next with, with the border. I don't know what the next steps are, but, but here we are. But it's, it's true. Uh, you got to be able to have an open and honest conversation. And uh, we can't let anybody else keep us from having an open and honest conversation. I mean, that's what they want. They want you not to speak. It's madness. Well, I'm and, not and, buying it. and it's one of these issues, too, that I keep bringing up that is such, it's so divisive. I don't think either side, and I'm, I'm not talking about just normal people that consider themselves Republicans or Democrats. I'm not sure that the national parties want this issue resolved because it's such a huge money generator for campaigns. Uh, and you, screw you, them. Well, yeah. And screw but, but that's what me. I mean, it's I hate twice. To, <laughs> it's a two, it's a two bite me show. <laughs> I hate to sound like well, such a it pessimist, still needs but to be part of the conversation, they need to keep it part of the conversation until 2020. Yeah, and then it won't be solved in 2020, and so you got to raise more money uh, for the the midterms in 2022, and you'll get the fundraising emails. And this candidate is is you know bad for immigration, so send me money, or you know send me money. We want to draft a candidate who will be stronger on immigration. And right. it, it's just nothing but it's it's nothing but a money generating tool. And I, I mean, I hate to sound that way, but that's the way I feel. Do you get those emails? I never get those emails. all the time. I'm not on any list. I can't tell you how I'm many, cool. you know, a couple of years ago, how many draft Laura Ingram for the United States Senate I got. And send what? us money to draft Laura Ingram to run for the United States really? Senate. Really? Yeah, stuff like that. Ridiculous stuff. And it's like, I, I, you know, and all I imagine are a bunch of blue hairs in their, you know, 70s opening up their checkbooks and sending these awful organizations money to try to draft Laura Ingram because I love her on Fox News. And wouldn't she be great in the United States? And the money keeps rolling in. And that's why I feel like so many of these wedge issues are. Are never going to be solved because it generates both parties a, a ton of cash. Fingers Malloy, April D. Gregory, Tony Katz, eat, drink, smoke. All right, well, can, I, can I start now? Oh, eat, drink, sorry. smoke. Settle down, April D. Gregory. That's April D. Gregory. That's Fingers Malloy, Tony Katz. Uh, and don't forget, subscribe on iTunes, eat, drink, smoke. Give the review. It's not too late to get a review in, and you could win. You're going to win like a, like a, I don't even know, come in a basket or just in a box of, of things that we reviewed and we've liked and we want to share uh, with you. Still don't have an answer on whether or not we can send people uh, any level of bourbon, but I, I don't know. If, honestly, can you, can you go to jail? You can't do it? Well, no, you, you can. I, I've shipped uh, alcohol. I have a friend who used to be part of the, uh, the Snark Factor show who lives in Missouri. They Missouri? Call it, they call it Missouri uh, in Missouri. The folks, like Bill O'Reilly. That's right. Bill O'Reilly calls them the folks. And uh, she loves gin, so I, I was going to send her, and I did send her gin, but I had to say it was uh, bath soaps because they wouldn't let oh, me really? send alcohol. Right, well, or right, maybe well, things have changed. We'll send maybe you bath just, soaps. Yeah, well, we will send you bath soaps and uh, April's favorite bath soaps. Quote, and, unquote, bath and, soaps. Wink, no, wink, no, wink. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. That would be Fingers' favorite bath soaps then. Yes. Actually, Fingers will send you bath soaps. And some of our cigars. This, if you subscribe... 
and leave a review. Not only five-star review, but leave a review right. over there on iTunes. Eat, drink, smoke is what y- you got to do. Um, and so uh, we're going to get more into that. But first, can we get to the cigar? Because I'm super excited. I am super excited. The Arturo Fuente. Uh, Fuente. Good Lord, Tony Katz. The Arturo Fuente. F- I did it again. Fuente. Fuente. Tito Fuente? My God. Oh. People are going to say, I've been listening to him for years. Uh, whatever the line from Stripes was. The Arturo Fuente Reserva Extra Viejo Añejo number 48. And I could say all that, but I couldn't say Fuente. I was saying Fuente. <laughs> this is a Dominican binder and filler. It's a Churchill. It's a 7 by 48. So 48 is the ring gauge. 7 is the length. It's a 7-inch uh, cigar. But this is a U.S. Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro. That's what we're talking about here. So this is nothing but flavor from beginning to end, and it's going to have a little bit of everything. First, the uh, listen, so this is Arturo Fuente, right? This is the same kind of stuff that they're using in the Opus X. Uh, so some of the best cigars that are out there that you're going to spend outrageous money on, this is going to be less than $13 a stick. So absolutely worthwhile, especially worth the time. You need two hours, though. We're talking about a Churchill that is of serious construction. If you feel this, guys... Um, this thing is built like a tank. You could use this as a drumstick. Mm-hmm. It's it's got a, just a touch of of give to it. That's that's the humidification, so you know that it's just right. But it is a a strong uh, uh, cigar uh, for for sure. It's going to be built very well. Not only is it a, an aged uh, broadleaf, it's got six to eight months in cognac barrels. That's what's going on here. That is different than being a flavored cigar. Acid is one of the big brands of flavored cigars out there. Don't acid, smoke acid. blondies. Stop it with your mouth and your face and your what? Ridiculous. Don't do that. But there are liberties taken with some cigars that are still very, very uh, worthwhile. Again, break it into those three thirds. The first third, the second third, and the third third. You're going to... You give it a smell. You're gonna you're gonna put the foot right to the right to the nose. You're not gonna get that cognac, but you will get. You're definitely gonna get a tobacco feel. Like this is a a a, a cigar that you know we've we've had them before that have had that straight tobacco kind of 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 feel. Right. You're not gonna even get too much. It's gonna be seem very very smooth in that first third. It's gonna need time uh, to to work. And I would argue, and and others would dis- might disagree with me on this. I would say it even needs time just a touch to heat up. It needs some time to get in, uh, in, into the burn. It really and, 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 and truly does. It's when it then goes. It starts getting into the creamy. You'll start getting into some of the strength. You'll start even uh, getting into the woodiness. And then you'll realize, okay, I'm into it. Now, for a 7-inch cigar, you realize you're going to do a good 30, 40 minutes of smoking before you get into it. Think of it this way. It's the appetizer portion. And a cigar like this, sometimes they start right from the beginning with all of it. This cigar hasn't. like So, for example, I'm much more of a smoker than Fingers and, and April. They're already into it, and neither one of them said, oh, wow. Neither one of them said, oh, my goodness. They're just smoking it right now. I'm waiting for, for you know, a little bit down the road when they're like, okay, this is starting to open up uh, and, 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 and work for me. Right? And then you'll get into that, uh, that third third, into that halfway, into that third third, and you're going to be like, okay. This is big. Full-bodied cigar from beginning, no, not from beginning, but certainly from here until the end. You get the creaminess. You're going to get spice. You're going to get those leather notes, right, which is interesting for a Dominican, but that Connecticut Broadleaf is going gonna, is gonna to help with that, and it's going to just start punching you in the face like you so desperately deserve. 
if you've never had a strong cigar before, hold on, enjoy. And when I say take your time with it, I mean take your time because you're going to start really being able to pick out flavors out of this. You're going to have that opportunity here if, of course, it doesn't overwhelm you. May I also suggest if you've started to smoke the cigar and you haven't eaten anything, stop and grab something to munch with it. Um, pick pick your, some of your favorite cheeses uh, to go with it. You do not want this cigar on an empty stomach at all. Also, if you're drinking anything that's, that's too, uh, too aromatic, put that away. Go for something simple. Go for one of your favorite bourbons that you know you can handle. Don't be trying anything new. Same thing with a scotch. That's what I would go with. Now, you're, you both started smoking. Uh, April, um, are you feeling a- any, anything yet, any part of the review yet that I'm off on? My face has not been punched yet. Um, I do have an empty stomach, so I'm going to just... Honestly, I will, I will order some. I will no, get... no, no, no. From, from Blend, Blend no, Bar Cigar. No, I'm going to let you... I'm going to just blendbarcigar.com. doubt that this is going to kick my ass that much. Oh, it's good to- oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Listen, April, I know that you're tough, and you seem to have had a very strange Thanksgiving where there was a tremendous amount of drinking. You went to see... That's a normal right? Thanksgiving. That's not strange. Uh, yeah, but... but Okay, so so in, in Indiana, you went to the IU-Purdue game, uh, the game for the Oaken Bucket. Yes. Right, to which Purdue won. Yes. Boiler up. Uh, oh, they're on a roll. They're going to they're gonna have a... I don't know what bowl game they're going to go to, but I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be in, enjoyable. Is IU going to a bowl game? Nope. Really? Whoever won got the bowl game. Ah. Well. Pity. And so... <laughs> see what I did there? I'm sore about it. Right. And then As an came, IU grad, I'm upset. You are not an IU grad. Yeah, I am. Are you really? Yes. You went to IU? Yes. PUI? Shh. My uh, degree says, says Indiana IU. University on it, my friend. Hey, man, so you that's got me where, beat. I don't even have a degree. That's where I went. Do you have a degree, April? Did you graduate? I have college? a certificate from a technical college. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Why, you both have me beat. I have no certificates. I have no degrees. I got nothing. I got only proof positive that college is not. I got one year of grad school under my belt. Holy moly! Yeah, I'll really? tell you. Yeah, Indiana Wesleyan University. I'm one year uh, away from an MBA. That. Oh in my god! What? Do oh, it. An MBA. An MBA. Yeah. In what? I'm a schmuck. An MBA in what? Oof. I'm. I'm the worst. Did you just ash in your water? <laughs> no, That's <my> great. <laughs> you just ashed your bourbon. Oh, my god. oh, rookie, rookie. She let the long ashes go. And didn't put it back in time, and that was the end of her four roses. I was bourbon. reaching over the bourbon to put absolute it. positive rookie. That's oh. a shame. I'm going to miss that bourbon. You did a lot of drinking over Thanksgiving, and clearly people have been worried about Thanksgiving. One of them is Sarah Michelle Geller. Sarah Michelle Geller uh, from Scream. She was in Scream, right? Mm-hmm. And Sarah Michelle Geller was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Now, as a television show, spectacular. Buffy was incredible, incredible television. It was well-written. It was well-acted. It was well-done. Well-put-together stuff. I enjoyed it while it was on mute. Watch it. Wow. No volume at all. So she, who is married to Freddie Prince Jr., by the way, only only proving that, you know, who's who's to say? Who's to say? Uh, She put a picture of herself up uh, on on Instagram. Did right? you scroll and see all of the pictures that she posted? No. If you did not, I'm sorry. You should do that. No, oh, oh, I'm going to do that. So she's okay. So pictures. Yeah. Oh I yeah. I saw the one. She has a shot of herself. It gets better in lingerie, like the stockings, the garter belt. The, the There's whole four thing. shots of that. And she says, "I'm just going to pin these all over my house as a reminder not to overeat on Thursday." Hashtag Thanksgiving prep. She put this 
on uh, Instagram. And so now I'm going through the pictures. Yeah, she, 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 well, she could use a sandwich, but she's an attractive girl. She's smoking hot. Oh, my God. She is smoking hot. So she posts this, and people start yelling at her, her 2.2 million followers, that she's fat shaming people to the point where she actually has to come out and apologize. I love Thanksgiving, and unfortunately, my eyes are often bigger than my stomach, and I tend to eat so much I make myself sick. This was a joking reminder to myself not to do that. I'm terribly sorry that people were offended by my attempt at humor. Anyone that knows me knows that I would never intentionally shame anyone on any basis. I'm a champion of all people. Not me. I'm not a champion of those people who were fat shamed by this. You're mo- you're, you are monsters. You are monsters if you're fat shamed by a really uh, uh, well-built uh, woman in lingerie. That, uh, that, what happened to empowering the women? Uh, by the way, if this is how you somehow get through the weekend, who am I to tell you? Put up the pictures. Go right ahead. Uh, you know what? I think you should put up pictures of hoarders in your garage so you start to throw things out in there. I think that only makes perfect sense. This is nonsense. This, uh, you're not fat shamed. You're just monsters. I was so offended by this. This is the seventh time I've looked at these photos. <laughs> uh, let me say uh, right off the bat, the the... The comments are just so ridiculous. Uh, and we wonder why women are objectified and why the majority of teen and preteen girls have an eating disorder? Question mark. The majority? Uh, it's Sarah Michelle Geller's fault? It's Buffy's fault? Oh, God. Uh, uh, according to uh, Lisa A21229, <laughs> it is. Okay. it's uh, Allow me. It's not Sarah Michelle Geller's fault. It is uh, a, a cultural issue for sure where, where girls are told you have to look a certain way. And it's up to parents to explain to kids, no... You don't. And to shut down for them some of those cultural things. You have to be honest and clear about it, right? Some people are built a certain way and some people aren't. And that's the way that is. Now, do you like yourself? Because there are plenty of people who are super thin who don't like themselves. Thus, they become anorexic. Thus, they become bulimic. Thus, all these other issues that happen. There is no saying they're going to like who they are. So, again, uh, to your commenter, I want you to read some other comments. I did not read the comments because I, I didn't even know there was another picture. I just looked at that one and oh said, that gosh. will do. Well, uh, uh, I will Now, I will say, admit, I like, I like a little more round. I like a little more curve. I, I like daddy likes I, what daddy likes. I, I, I agree with you, but holy cow, she looks great. Um, so, I just want to point something out real quick first. This was not even actually about... Um, her doing this to motivate her not to eat for Thanksgiving. She's not really posting those pictures in her house. She just wanted an excuse to post these pictures on the internet again. Oh, I agree with that. So she just used, oh, just put these up. At, she used the, the Thanksgiving line as the excuse to post these pictures again because she knew they were smoking hot and she wanted a reason to post them. Good. But, but so what? It, let's say you're right. Let's say you're right. And I think people can, can totally buy into that. Mm-hmm. Do we care about that either? She was doing a little no. bit of marketing and branding. Exactly. No, I think it's great. She's Do it. She's smoking hot. If I was that smoking 41. hot, my picks, if I was that hot, mm-mm. She's 41 in these picks. She's so hot. Um, but I, I got to say, now looking at these comments, I'd say 95% of them, and these are you know maybe later in the uh, comment thread, but uh, most of them are very much... Uh, backing her up and saying that people need to leave her alone, that she didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, everyone's completely Everybody makes insane. their choice whether or not to get offended. It's 
I can live my life. She can live her life and do what she wants. If you're going to be offended by her, that's your personal choice you made to get offended. Right. So we should be clear. There's no such thing as fact shaming, right? That's a myth. That's a wait. It's not a myth, April. I didn't say that. I'm asking you: Is is fat shaming a myth? Yes or no? I mean, it's a serious thing that people think is a thing. It's a serious thing that crazy people think right. is a thing. But is it a thing? Is the question? No, because you get to choose whether or not you're being shamed. I'm not going to let someone fat shame me. I'm a little bit bigger than Sarah Michelle Geller, but wait, what? I'm what? not going to let somebody. It's your choice to let somebody shame you for anything. Absolutely. And people forget that the desire to be a victim is so great and massive and incredible that somebody else has got a thin physique. You have to make them feel bad for letting you know it. And Just don't follow them on, on Instagram. Exactly. Just don't follow. Don't look. And all over social media nowadays, everybody has to do these trigger warnings. So if you're going to post something on Facebook or wherever that might upset somebody or offend somebody, you're supposed to do trigger warning and then scroll down a little bit before you post your story. That way, the people that can see the, tri- they can see the trigger warning and say, okay, do I want to read this or do I not want to read this? Because it might trigger me. That's, that's like proper social media etiquette nowadays. I don't buy into it, but yes, that's proper social media etiquette nowadays to do the trigger warning. So apparently she should have done a trigger warning for her pictures and said, don't look at my hot ass if you're going to get offended. I don't think she's not showing her ass once in this. And don't look I at say, my hot chest. And may I say, thus triggered. <laughs> thus triggered. I, honestly, if I don't get the 360, how do I know? <laughs> I'm, I'm so sick of the world we live in today, Tony. I mean, we're supposed to pretend that, oh, look, Guys are visual creatures. That's what we are. So they, they are try- women. Well, that, that's that's where I was going. You don't see Kevin James on the cover of uh, calendars for women to go by. I mean, women go by the the. Why hasn't calendar. Kevin James ever been people's sexiest man alive? That's <laughs> right. a good question. So, fa- they're fat shaming him. Right. Why haven't I? Why haven't I? Now, by the way, I'm 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 a big guy. I know I'm hot. Like I'm fully aware. April, you don't have to tell me. Fingers has told me many times. I know I'm hot. I don't have to worry about a damn thing. But no, I'm not. It's somebody else who, every now and then, I'll be driving down the road and I'll see somebody jogging, and a, a guy jogging no shirt. And I'll be like, yeah, I have to work out. Like that's <laughs> like that's that's what I say. Like I I can appreciate. It. I somehow don't feel less because you know what? That that's not it. If I had the type of 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 body physique and and mentality that told me I had to go running every day, I would look like that guy. But I don't. You know what I do? I review cigars and bourbon. It's a. It's just. It's just different, and there's nothing we wrong. Can't all with it. be running guys. Some of us have to. But do I want to make sure that I'm clear. The women and the men and the people who push this idea of fat shaming are monsters. They're terrible, awful people. They are worse for society than anybody who thinks that uh, than this photo somehow making a girl feel bad about her body image. And I'm not saying that girls aren't made to feel bad about their body images. And that stuff is real. And mm-hmm. that requires parenting. And I, and I get it. The cultural stuff is big. Don't let your daughters on social media until they're 18. It might be one of right. the but possible the, answers. The other thing, too, is, and, and back me up here, April. Maybe or I'm wrong. Limited. I don't understand uh, girl brain at all. So I could be totally off here. Most of this so-called fat shaming is women shaming other women. I don't know too many guys that are walking around saying, gosh, every woman has to be built like Sarah Michelle Geller." No, because honestly, most guys want something with a little bit more meat on their bones. Yes. How you doing? 
So no, but here's the thing with women though. Got Uh, personal real quick. (laughs) What I got. I I was at a gathering of women over the summer and it was supposed to be like a a female empowerment type thing. And I went blah, blah, blah. A gaggle of women. Don't at me. It's a huge room of women. And every single woman in the room from the skinniest to the biggest all had issues with their body. And the fat, the larger women didn't realize that the skinny women still had issues with their body and everybody just assumes oh people don't have body issues unless you're unless you're fat or or whatever but no it's a thing it's an epidemic every single woman has issues with their body so it is a cultural thing that we need to somehow overcome by whatever but sarah michelle is not the problem she's 41 years old tony 41 and that's the other thing that's depressing wasn't Buffy the Vampire Slayer just on last week? No. All this no. stuff. All this stuff. Everything's moving so fast in society today. She was just, she was just Buffy like two weeks ago. And now she's like 41. 20 years ago. She's growing up right in front of our eyes. <laughs> well, she hasn't done really anything since, right? Not much. I mean, she was in a bunch of movies in the 90s and 2000s. Uh, she was in Cruel Intentions where she kissed Selma Blair. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. That happened. Uh, that was kind of actually a gross kiss. Wow. But if we're getting wow. technical. Wait, why was it gross? Because Selma Blair is not that cute. And there was like a little bit of um, saliva. Yeah, there was a little was spittle. spittle? <laughs> it was weird. So uh, ha- do you often find yourself rank- ranking girl on girl kissing? <laughs> not often. Sometimes on the weekends. <laughs> so you're an amateur at this. Yeah. Everybody has to have a hobby. By the way, you can check out our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Kissreview.net. <laughs> By the way, it, it would be more popular than this one. It would be. <laughs> Guaranteed. Or you're mo- I just want to make sure we're clear that they are monsters. I'm glad we talked it out. Uh, so listen, the podcast over at iTunes, you have to subscribe. You have to subscribe, and you have to give a five-star review. That's, that's important. That's important. And, and if you don't, uh, n- no more half-naked pictures of Sarah Michelle Geller. You don't want that in your life. You don't need that. Uh, in, in, in your life. So go subscribe and of course follow Fingers Malloy on Facebook, Fingers Malloy Radio, April D. Gregory on Twitter at April D. Gregory. You follow me, Tony Katz Radio. You follow me on Twitter at Tony Katz, Instagram, Tony Katz, uh, and everything at TonyKatz.com. That's where you get all of the things. But subscribe. Subscribe on iTunes. Your chance to win some very cool stuff and swag and whatnot. But uh, not bourbon, but Bath soaps? Is that is that what? Yeah, bath soaps. Bath soaps. Yeah. Wink, wink. Bath soaps. April sells uh, Avon. Is that they still do that? Avon. Oh my god. And she's, I she's am Mary not Kay. an Avon Mary lady. Kay. Mary yeah. Kay. So she's well, selling Mary Kay. Or that or that or Amway. That crap. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps she can get you into a great opportunity. I know the floor. I know the Amway song theme song. There's an Amway theme yeah, song. Yeah, there is. They're nuts. Let's hear it. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do hear it. it. No, I shouldn't have said anything. Is it? Does it? Is, does it go to the tune of Maud? No. <laughs> it was written by Train. What is your hatred for Train? What is my hatred They're of Train? Awful. They're awful. They're god awful. I don't it's know. It's Vagina Rock There's no at reason for anybody whoa, to like Train. Whoa. Vagina Rock? Vagina Rock at no, its worst. No, don't. That's a, I'm offended by that. <laughs> She's triggered. You cannot vagina shame okay, me. Okay, I will have them play. I would never want to listen to Train. I will have them play Train Marry Me right now. You're insinuating have, that. Okay, that song. Sit, wait, sit, hum, hum a few bars. I don't know the song. I don't know any Train. Okay, hey, Soul Sister is train. Drops of Jupiter is train. But marry oh, me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. God awful. And then they so, had the nerve so, to cover Led Zeppelin. And Led Zeppelin, uh, all three of them, 
that are no, there's only two of them left, right? No, there's three of them. No, there's three, there's three of them. Left. They're rolling in their graves right now, and they aren't even dead. Wow, yet. that's how bad it was. Why'd they let him do it? I don't think you have a choice. You pay if you pay the fees, you can do the thing. I don't think I don't think you have a choice. I mean, if 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 Fingers wants to go into the studio and and uh, do an homage to Nickelback, he can. You know, I would before you know train. Sometimes he could he could do a William Shatner version of "Look at this <laughs> photograph." But <laughs> but Train can't say no, or Led Zeppelin can't say no. You're not using my music, just like everybody's doing with like Donald Trump. They're saying, "Don't use my music," yeah, and they're and they're losing. They're losing that battle, right? I think it was Katy Perry who said, and then Fer- Farrell Williams said, "He can't use my music." You don't get that's that's Rihanna, not how it, how it works, right? You can ask that it not be used, but that's different than. You know, if it's being paid for and there's there's royalties paid and everything else, then it's it's totally fine. You know, it's totally you not can't totally say fine. I don't want I don't want your money. You can't have it. You can't say that if you own the song. No, I think that if it's being used properly, and and I think that you don't have an option uh, there. I don't think you have an option there. So I mean, think of it this way: Does Microsoft really want their operating system being used by Klansmen? That doesn't mean that a Klansman isn't using the Windows operating system for whatever organizing mm, they're, they're, they're doing. And it doesn't make Microsoft complicit either. It's a product in the world, and sometimes people you don't like are, are, are using it. That, that's, hmm. that's, that's all uh, there is to it. I just think the bigger problem is that you're pay- playing any kind of Katy Perry music. Well, I, I would think that Gibson or Fender should be upset that Train uses their equipment to make their horrible music. Wow. You are so angry. By the way, check out his podcast, uh, uh, Trainwreck.net <laughs> is where you find that. It's, That's its it's nickname. He drinks pumpkin spice lattes while he records. Oh, good God. I, tr- tr- uh, tr- train literally is the pumpkin spice latte of rock and roll. You know what? Next week, uh, next week we're going to review two or three different pumpkin spice lattes. I don't, I don't even know how we would do it. They don't how can make we even them arrange it's, it? It's, it's over. It's no, it's Wait, it's Christmas done? shit now, yeah. Christmas it's what? It's done? <laughs> it's done. You can't just get Couldn't a Couldn't go one lunch. podcast, could you, Angel? <laughs> Are you Couldn't serious right now? One you podcast. have said more cuss words tonight than me. Uh, when did I curse? When? You, when? Said, you said ass or something? What's uh, ass is a thing? Like like a donkey? No, no, See no. See what I did there? You I went said, full biblical. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. Don't argue with me. It's like arguing it's with in the Jesus. Bible. I, that's not going <laughs> to get you any place good. Christmas is coming. Just remember that. Revere me. <laughs> <laughs> April Gregory, Fingers Malloy, Tony Katz, Eat, Drink, Smoke. <laughs>